Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hurricane Ian is a hurricane again. That's something you should know. We'll talk next hour about what's going on in Florida as they prepare for landfall in the southern states that include Georgia and the Carolinas. It'll break up when it hits there, but because it took to the Atlantic Ocean crossing Florida, it is back to hurricane status uh, one. Uh, all of that coming up in the five o'clock hour on the Johnny Kent Show. Alex Vanaweva running for re-election as sheriff of L.A. County, and he's on the line here. Put him, put him on. Let's go. Sheriff, how are you? Oh, not too bad. How are you doing? We're doing good. How's your campaign going? We're, you know, we it's want. Go ahead. I'm pretty happy the direction we're going. I think we got the, we have a strong message and we have a an opposition that's kind of uh, comical because <laughs> they're so busy trying to defend uh, the indefensible that uh, they're they're scrambling now. Where I'm just doing my job and I'm gonna keep doing my job. What 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 is what are the indefensible claims that uh, your opponent Robert Luna is making? Well, I, see. He's really he's the opponent in name only. He's got, he's a name on a piece of paper. He's about as shallow as a piece of paper. Has no plan, no policy, no no proposal at all to run for sheriff. The only reason he's gotten this far is because the political establishment has circled their their wagons around and say, hey, this is our guy because he will look the other way. He's going to support everything we do, good or bad. That is not leadership. No, we don't want a puppet. We want someone who actually can act independently. That's what I'm doing. That's what I've done. Our public corruption unit is doing their job. We work with the attorney general. We work with the feds. And uh, it makes people locally uncomfortable because they're not used to having that level of scrutiny. But I think uh, transparency and accountability matter. Well, uh, I, w- I went to the debate. I heard a lot of it on the radio, and then I, and then I saw the last 20 minutes or so that night. Um, and what was interesting is you're portraying him as a puppet because he has st- the support of the entire county board of supervisors. And he was trying to turn it around as, hey, I can work with them 
Villanueva can't work with anybody. And there's a fine line between working with, you know, the Board of Supervisors and being their puppet. Uh, can you differentiate maybe where that line is? Yeah. I mean, to some right. extent, you do have to work with them. And I, but I know, oh, yeah. I know they have a very hostile relationship with you, and it's and they've been the aggressors. There's no question. But but how, yeah. how do you, how do you how do you somehow finesse that so you get what you want accomplished? Well, one thing is that remember they they hired a law firm to sue me my first month in office. That was my introduction to uh, relationships with the board of supervisors. But and I've said this again and again, if they are doing the right thing, they're serving the interests of the community. And the men and women who actually bear the brunt of public safety, I will stand shoulder to shoulder with them and sing their praises. I've said again and again, in the few times they've done the right thing, I have sung their praises. And I'm committed to do that with this board and the new board that will be seated in December. That is my commitment because I need to have a uh, ethical, incompetent board of supervisors who are serving the needs of their constituents and investing in public safety, not defunding it. And my opponent wants to work for the Board of Supervisors. There's a difference right there. There's a reason why Mark Reilly Thomas refused to meet or talk to me the entire two years we overlapped our terms in office. Why do you think that? <laughs> they say an honest man is never welcome in a den of thieves, and he proved it. <laughs> did he? Did No, seriously, do you think he was on? you were on to him? I don't think I was on him because I had no no idea what they were doing, but he knew that I could not be bought, I could not be controlled, and so I had no value to him in his corrupt schemes. And so I was dismissed in his mind, and, okay, I'm going to move on to other people that I can control and manipulate. And his entire career, that's that's the history we're hearing, and looking at his indictment at, and look at the one going on with uh, Supervisor Kuehl, there's a lot of similarities there, and people just, you're going to have to start admitting maybe there's something going on. When you ran in 2018, did any of the Board of Supervisors support your campaign? Not a single one. Remember, they rallied around the incumbent who was one who would look the other way. That was the whole idea why they supported the incumbent, why they're supporting Luna, because he will look the other way. I don't look the other way. I just do my job. Yeah, your predecessor was rarely in the news. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of one major yeah, story McDonald that Jim McDonald that we, we, we I mean, we might have had him on the show once or twice, but I can't remember a major story that he was involved in that we had any interest in. And and you hardly a week goes by where you're not involved in something that most people want action taken on. I mean, all the, you know, all the homeless encampment cleanups is a great example of that. Yeah, that, unfortunately, I don't know if it's by by uh, divine providence or by just darn luck bad luck that I wound up with all of these either uh, man-made or naturally made uh, scandals or crises that have to be addressed. And uh, we've, we've been doing our best with everything that's in front of us and there's challenges and we need to keep working hard because they're not getting any smaller. They're getting bigger. Yeah. I, and the thing is, and this, this is what confounds me about politics in LA County. It's obvious that, that all the homeless encampments are gross and disgusting and children shouldn't have to see this and, and they should be cleaned up. So you're trying to clean it up, and they're angry with you for it. And the same thing with all the, all the uh, crazy people and the homeless living on the metro trains and the buses. Nobody, nobody normal wants to take a train because they're terrified. You have people being set on fire. 
And so you are trying to do something about it, and they're putting up every roadblock possible. And I, I just I can't believe they're not on your team for this. Well, remember, their, their calculus, their number one priority is re-election and cater to whoever they think is going to facilitate their re-election. So, hey, let's demonize law enforcement. All cops are bastards. Let's defund them and fund our contracting out of government service to the private nonprofit, feed the homeless industrial complex, and we'll make the sheriff be the bad guy. And that's how we get win elections. And unfortunately, it screws over the community, but that's never been their big concern. For them, it's all about political power and exercising it. So has Luna laid out a plan on how to deal with the homeless encampments, how to deal with uh, all the all the insanity on the buses and the trains? I'm, I'm, I heard him I, talking about you not getting along with supervisors. I didn't hear much of that debate of what he's going to be, you know, beyond the vague generalities that everybody prattles. What, what, I mean, what, what specifically has he said? Is there something he said that you disagree with, that he has a, a bad plan, or does he have no plan? He has no plan whatsoever. He's going to continue the failed plans of the county and the city, and he's going to rubber stamp it. That's his job as a puppet. And I've been waiting to hear something coming out of him because it hasn't happened yet. Saying that it's bad, bad, bad is not a plan. Everybody knows that. All right. So you feel good about re-election chances? Well, I'm cautiously optimistic. I feel very positive that people are starting to figure it out. And uh, they realize I'm here for a purpose, which is to serve the community, make L.A. livable again. And public corruption, unfortunately, is a necessary fight because that robs us of the resources we need to combat homelessness and violent crime. So we have to address it. We can't ignore it. All right, right, Sheriff Inueva, thanks for coming on again. You got it. All right, that is uh, L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva hoping to be reelected in November. He just has the one opponent, thanks to the runoff in June. That is the uh, former chief of police of Long Beach, Robert Luna, who is basically a nothing. Uh, this is going to be all about Serafina Nueva, whether it, it's sort of like Trump being on the ballot in some ways. It's just people who like him will vote for him or versus this crowd that does not like him and wants him out. I think Luna is just uh, as... You heard the sheriff describe kind of a puppet. Yeah, placeholder. Of the Board of Supervisors. This is the one that uh, finished second out of the, I think there was seven opponents hey, to Serafina Weva in the primary. I, I mean, uh, the supervisors uh, are, are just public enemy number one, two, three, four there. I'll exempt Catherine Barger about half the time, but uh, the rest of them, they're just making life miserable in L.A. County, and, and Fina Weva is the only one opposing them. All right, we got more coming up here on the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 4.30, the latest in the L.A. politicians, that's the county and the city versus the landlords. When, if ever, do these ridiculous tenant protections end? We'll give you the latest chapter in that. Yeah, tenant protections over COVID from 2020. Wow. Just like Newsom's emergency powers, some things have hung around well, way too long. Well, you'll hold it and save yes. it for... All right, I'll hold it. We'll, we're going to get to that, and we're going to get to the hurricane in the 5 o'clock hour. But I know you have a lot to say about this story because you sent it. And you know what? When I read the headline, I misread it. Former Pacific Gas and Electric executives agree to a $117 million settlement over California wildfires. And I thought... That that's PG&E money. 
but it's actually not. It's a lawsuit against the former officers and directors, directly against them. Yeah, they're going to have to pay out $117 Yeah, million. that's unusual. I, I know it's a civil lawsuit. And this is what I've always been saying, that if you could find a way to uh, f- fine, sue, and take large amounts of money from corporate executives, you'd see a lot of this nonsense stop. For example, oh, didn't we keep reading that some of them left with huge parachutes, piles of money? Yeah. When they went out the door at PG&E, they've had a number of top executives. Oh, they and did. It's about time some people went after them. And sure enough, they, 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 they got sued. This is in connection with a couple of fires. Uh, one in 2017, North Bay fires, and then the big one, the 2018 campfire, the one that destroyed Paradise, California, and killed all those people. That's what these two were... Uh, this lawsuit was about. Yeah, they were sued by a victim that claimed the deadly fires were a direct result of the former executive's actions. Yes, yes. I, I, I couldn't believe this when I saw the story. And so they, they got these executives to pay $117 million because everybody always talks about these, uh, these corporations in the abstract. Well, you know, it's the energy companies. It's uh, PG&E. And it's like, no, there are people at PG&E who get up in the morning, put on their shabby little suit, and they make decisions that kill people. When you have, when you have a, a, something that, here it is, a power line 100 years old that sparked the campfire, PG&E took over that power line in 1930. <laughs> so this power line was ignored for 87 years. By people who worked at PG&E, including whoever the last executives were at the time of the fire. So it's their fault. It's not just PG&E's fault. It's their fault. So PG&E had to pay all the, all the fines to the state. But the people whose homes burned or suffered deaths in their family, they deserve money from the humans. That yeah, were 80, greedy. 85 people died in that fire that destroyed Paradise, California. I mean, we've made the point on the show, they got to stop building there because if that's a fire zone, that's just no. going to keep happening again. But, you know, when you have down power lines and you could have done something about it, faulty electrical equipment. I remember the Wall Street Journal did a great story about PG&E some time ago where they talked about how they just kept deferring maintenance. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? The oil companies deferring maintenance. Instead, you know, they would want to spend their money on uh, salaries and yeah. nice office buildings yeah. and yeah. all sorts of perks. Right. But, oh, 100-year-old power line, yeah. ah, that'll be fine. No, no, these people are evil. And I'm sorry they don't get prison because that's the only thing missing out of all these legal maneuvers. Yeah, remember, they were they... charged, but not the executives. The no. company pled guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter. Right. The company. What, were you going to put the company in prison? The, the company filed for bankruptcy in 2019. A $13.5 billion settlement with fire victims and their families. But again, that's the company. And then we have to bail out the company. Now, basically, the state owns the company because they have to provide the money to make, uh, to make PG&E solvent or the electricity disappears for millions. Right. So last year, uh, the PG&E Fire Victim Trust, that was created... After the bankruptcy, they sued 20 former PG&E officers and directors, claiming that they were personally responsible. 
personally responsible, directly responsible for the fires. Because they didn't do what was in the best interest of the company. See, in the long run, the company went bankrupt. In the long run, the company had to pay $13.5 billion in damages. But there was, but the executives don't care about the company because they walk away with a millions of dollars in a golden parachute. I remember the, the woman who was the CEO a few years ago, she walked out of there with a $4 million payout. Oh, huge payout. So what does she care if PG&E is bankrupt? She doesn't care if they have to make a $13 billion settlement. She got her $4 million, and she'll probably land as a major executive with another company because they always do. The so, box we're in is simple. we got to have electricity. Somebody's got to deliver the electricity. All right, you want it to be a private company? Do you want it to be a utility that's like quasi-private? Because PG&E is, is traded on the stock market, so it's kind of public, kind of private. But this isn't working either. I don't know what the answer is. You can't drive the company out of business. Well, Somebody has to deliver the energy. When you, so, don't, when you don't have a professional class, which means the executives or the politicians who, who want to do the, the right thing. See, I'm afraid to have the government run it because I don't want uh, that either. Look at our government. You can't uh, run stupid DMV. No, it, it, stupid but, unemployment fund. Because they're the the corporations corrupt, the government's corrupt. The corporation is made up of stupid, greedy executives, and the and the government's made up of stupid, greedy politicians. So you, nobody you, you, there said, you know, a hundred year old power line. Maybe we ought to do more to well replace it, uh, maintain it. Uh, anybody think about this? Or as we've talked about a billion times, even twice on the show today. Any thoughts to undergrounding in these fire-prone areas, underground power lines? Oh, it's too expensive. Deferred, deferred, deferred. Right. This is why. This is how they it, deal with these it's things. All, it's all, but you see that it's the ex too expensive line is just a cover. Well, in the end, if you're handing out billion, multi-billion dollar settlements, you might have avoided those. Right. But If you're undergrounded decades but ago. What, what they want to do is, is plump up their balance sheet to raise the stock price. That's correct. That's and right. they have a lot of stock in the company as executives. So a higher stock price results in more money for them. That was the Wall Street Journal angle, is that they did not want to spend a lot of money on maintenance, because those things don't help the bottom line. They're just expenses out the no, door, those no. kind of capital expenses. That helps customers. It, 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 it would reduce fires. It would keep uh, towns from burning down. It would uh, stop the, the blackouts you have with the fires. I mean, it's it's just so hopelessly, horribly corrupt. I mean, the corruption goes right to Newsom because you go look up how much his wife, Jennifer Newsom Seibel, has gotten from PG&E to finance her uh, films on feminism. Yes. Which, which I'm sure are very important. Her vital contribution. Yeah, that's right. Films on feminism funded by PG&E. What do you think PG&E gets in return from, uh, from her husband? <laughs> Preferential treatment? Yeah. Well, you know, it's great when even the wife is corrupt, too. Yeah, well, that's the sad saga. All right. When we return, we will be talking about uh, tenants and landlords. The county and the city of L.A. have made some moves concerning these ridiculous tenant protections which have gone on for far too long thanks to the pandemic. You'll find out what those changes are. John and Ken Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. 
No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry, what did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro, that's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about? It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. That's a hurricane again. That would be Ian. We'll talk about it and. What we know up to date concerning the damage in Florida when it made landfall and cut right across the state. And now it's on its way up, hugging the uh, the Atlantic coast and headed towards Georgia and the Carolinas in that area. Bring you all this after the news at five o'clock. Uh, ring, ring, ring. Telephone ringing for John Cobelt. Right. This is the John and Ken Voter Guide Committee. We yes. have a question for you. Yes. How do you feel about Proposition 27? Uh, oh, no, Allows online and mobile sports wagering outside tribal lands. Initiative constitutional amendment. That's the exact wording, by the way, from the proposition title. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yes on all the gambling propositions. Yeah. Let, it, let everybody gamble and uh, ruin their lives. You can all end up like Ray Lopez. Go ahead. Well, okay. Well, the committee already voted yes. The voter guide is coming out soon, by the way. Yes. It will be amended along the way, but we're going to put it out probably next week. Uh, well, no, the committee voted no on Proposition 26. Why? Because that's just the tribal people trying to get back at Proposition 27. Mm-hmm. That one allows in-person, like this, allows in-person roulette, dice game, sports wagering on tribal lands. Initiative constitutional amendment. Well, on 27, they'll, they're eligible to set up the gambling too, right? It's mobile. So it's on your phone. It's online. They're not going to set up a casino. <laughs> no, but it doesn't, t- it doesn't take away from anything. It doesn't take away from anything. I mean, could the, could the, could the, uh, no, could, the tribes could, cannot. No, they cannot do sports wagering in their tribal casinos. No, 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 no. Oh, they can't. Can they set up? Their not own unless own... they get proposition 26 passed. Oh, can they, can they set up their own mobile? Uh, I company? don't know. I guess so. You could set up your own mobile gambling operation. I'm thinking that's a pretty good business to get into. I have no idea how that part works. Isn't it? I mean, that's the greatest business in the world to get into. (laughs) 
Just, uh, just reeling all the suckers. Anyway, the way it stands, Proposition 27 is the only yes that the John Kent Voter Guide will give you all right. on the seven We're in ballot favor measures. of gambling addiction. Oh, yeah. I want everybody's phone to be a gambling device. Why oh, not? sure. Yeah. Why Let everybody bankrupt themselves. Good. And we're going to cure homelessness. That's them. right. And then we will uh, legalize. Uh, we're going to ha- add to the homeless industrial complex pile of money. When you've blown all your money, we'll legalize uh, meth and uh, fentanyl and uh, heroin. And uh, <laughs> you could all join the other uh, dead bodies on the street. All right. Now we move over to a, another topic related to, oh, God, the pandemic. Tenant eviction protections. This is still going on. The L.A. County eviction protection from the pandemic goes to the end of the year into January. So yesterday or Tuesday, rather, they have proposed letting that end, but they want some permanent rental assistance programs and protections. And you know who's leading the charge? Do you have any guess on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors? Sheila Kuehl. Sheila Kuehl. That's right. Yeah, Sheila Kuehl doesn't think anybody ought to pay rent ever for any reason. uh, Oh, there are people that believe that housing is a right and it should be a constitutional right and there should not be rent. No. Yes, and then eventually you would have the government owning and uh, providing providing, uh, living space. For all right. The if, they, if they confiscated all private property, that's right. what they could do. Right. right. Well, but see, that's what a, that's what she is. She. Would they have, think it would work better that way. She right. would have fit in great Soviet Union of the 1970s. Okay, <laughs> when everybody lived in the same uh, little apartment box, right? Yeah. You ever see uh, Soviet block housing and uh, the condition? Remember, people were all paid the same. They all. They, 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 nobody had any advantages under a communist society. No, that's the idea. Nobody, when you don't have freedoms, you... That's you, equality. That's right. Yeah, perfect equality. It's exactly what they prattle about. That's why when I hear them talk about equality or equity or any of the other uh, code words they have, well, I know what they mean. They mean they don't want people succeeding. They And the only way to ensure that is to drag down the successful people, the talented, the smart, the harder working, the people who end up bringing all the good things to life. Those people have to be punished. They have to be stopped. This is why I hate communists. I hate socialists. I hate those ideologies because it requires people who are free and successful to be penalized, to be punished. And that is evil. That is wrong. It is not benign. It's like, oh, we just want to help people. No, you don't want to help people. What you want to do is breed discontent, Class warfare, envy, jealousy. You oh, want... and I got one more word I always add to it. Mediocrity. Mediocrity, yeah. You want to embrace mediocrity. Because if everyone's mediocre, then they're all controllable. If nobody has anything extra, then, then, then there's no more competition in the world. Everybody is not happy, but they'll just sit there. like like. Well, it's like blobs in uh, all the blobs that work at uh, the uh, in the cubicles, right? That, that's what that's what these communist socialists want. It's a, it's, it, it always ends badly. None of these socialist communist nations. It never turns out well. Now, the city of L.A. is also discussing ending COVID-19 protections against eviction. Described as some of the country's longest lasting, a Los Angeles City Council committee advanced a plan to repeal the rules at the end 
of January. But of course, there were objectors. The council president, Nori Martinez, says we have to we have to find long-term protections for tenants, but preserve the economic well-being of our small mom-and-pop landlords. Who were always give, you know forgotten. What? But, you know, even if you're not a mom-and-pop small landlord, it's your property and your building. You deserve See, to get your that, rent. That's, that's what it is, creating animosity towards people who are successful. I, I, this is the most I've ever heard in my life, the most animosity I've heard. I mean, you have an in, entire generations of people coming out of college with hateful, angry animosity towards those who... Uh, 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 somebody told me they were in a, a college classroom and uh, a couple of girls, and, and, and the girls are nastier than the guys about this stuff. They wrote on the whiteboard, end capitalism, murder Elon Musk. Oh. Now, what, what's a 20-year-old girl... What, what, how has she been brainwashed and programmed to hate capitalism and, and murder Elon Musk? And writes that casually on the board as if it as if it's okay, if it's, it's cool. Like, can you imagine you in your college writing that? Can you imagine going up in front of the professor and say murder Elon Musk or whoever the rich person of the day was? And by the way, murdering Elon Musk, yeah, that'll just end capitalism like that. Yeah. And a friend of mine said, well, why do they want to do that to him? At least he's making the electric cars. Isn't that that's what this crowd wants? Oh yes, make the electric cars, but don't profit off it. I, I mean, I, I just had it with all the anti-capitalism, anti-rich people, anti-success. And you know, if you own buildings, you have to be punished. You have to, you can't collect rent for three years. But they took advantage of COVID. These socialist communists. They took advantage of COVID to install all these policies that they've always wanted. This is the way they want the country to be permanently. And this was their chance. And notice, long after COVID passed, all these policies are still in effect, and they're fighting to keep them in effect. That's what Newsom is doing. Newsom vetoed giving up his uh, his emergency powers. Why? This is the way he thinks government should run. Government should be dictating the markets. The rental markets should be controlled by the government. We will decide who pays rent and who doesn't. All right, we got more coming up on the John and Ken Show here on KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Tomorrow, uh, during the 5 o'clock hour, the Moist Line is back. You'd like to be a part of it. I think there's still time. Use the iHeartRadio app that John just mentioned. There is a microphone icon that you use to leave a message. The toll-free number, as always, is 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We'll give you all we know the latest about uh, Hurricane Ian after the news at 5 o'clock. And it is back to being categorized as a hurricane as it cut across Florida. It was reduced to a tropical storm. But as it got back to the other side of that state in the Atlantic Ocean coast, it is is a Category 1. And it's making its way northwest. We'll talk about this and the latest that we understand from the cleanup and the casualties after the news at five o'clock. I know you did this news story, Deborah Mark, and it is indeed a strange one and a sad one concerning the category of dead animals. Yep. It's the birds on the beach. Residents in Manhattan Beach found 10 different types of dead birds, many of which were decapitated. This is between Marine Avenue and 26th Street, the beach area there. Uh, witnesses reported seeing ducks, roosters, and pigeons. The belief is that it could have been a Santeria ritual. 
which I've heard of before. Uh, that could just be they jumped to a conclusion. It might just be somebody's well, idea of a weird prank or yeah, it crazy. is crazy. It is a religion. Yeah, Santeria. Yeah, yeah and and the, and they do. Uh, turns out uh, celebrated in Cuba. Yeah, so we shouldn't be doing that here. And uh, a ritual sacrifice of animals is part of their uh, routine. Duck heads, mm. dead chickens without their heads. Um, now, Manhattan Beach is an odd place to find a, a Santeria. Santeria sect killing birds. But maybe they wanted to do it at the beach. Was that part of the ritual? I don't know. So they had I to mean, find uh, a beach, uh, maybe a quiet one, maybe late at night where they could go and do their... I don't know if it's a real thing or are these are these teenager teenagers pulling pranks. It's it just seems a really so odd. that teenager needs to be watched. How many times have we mentioned that uh, when young people kill animals, that's not a good sign about the future. Oh yeah, no. Tomorrow they're going to be uh, shooting up a school. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer apparently killed cats or tortured cats or like to pull him out, right? What the is, Dahmer. There's some kind of mini series. Yeah, on... I just watched the first episode the other night. Oh, it's Netflix. Yeah. yeah. What, there are some it, uh, community members protesting that. Is it on his uh, life? Like, it is. It, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a docudrama. Yeah, exactly. uh, It's pretty grim, John. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> in fact, I wanted to watch the second episode, and my husband said, no, I don't want to watch this. So we, we only watched the first one. Wow. You already killed people in the first one? Well, what? yeah, they actually started off. Well, I don't want to give oh, it spoiler away. Spoiler alert. I, yeah, I, come not, on. I know, no. But but actually, they, they, started, they started it with how he was arrested and what led oh, up to I that. See. That was the very first episode. And uh, Do they have his childhood in there? That's what I'd like to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I probably want yes, to watch this. Yes, they do. Yeah. I like Remember how they... we were on the air when that story broke. We were, like, reading that and going, what the hell? Oh, it's disgusting. Um, body parts? Eating people? But, yeah, he did not have a great childhood, of course. They never do, uh, do they? Right. Everybody doesn't have a good childhood. No, but, uh, again... <laughs> Can't explain everything. No, They're... that's very true. Absolutely. Well, there but, are degrees of not great childhood. Yeah, but even people with horrible, horrible childhoods are not uh, mass killers and Absolutely. cannibals. Absolutely. 100% correct. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really. Let's get straight about that. No, I agree with you. But in this case, it, it was a little bit bizarre. Uh, yeah, well, he got killed in prison for it. I hope they show that part. I don't know. They didn't show it on the first episode. Too bad they didn't eat him in prison. Oh. They didn't? No, I think they just beat him to death. Oh. I don't think they Somebody ate Somebody with a sense of humor should have eaten him. With no taste buds. Or... You see, people are complaining to about the Marilyn Monroe movie on Netflix. It's... Yeah, I well, was going to watch that one last yeah, night. Yeah, I was going to watch that one, too. And... I'm going to wait for Oh, it's, it's a downer. She had a horrible life. A horrible, <laughs> horrible life. And I like the way the director put it at the end. He goes, well, you know what? She ended up killing herself. So this kind of explains it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Doesn't put John Kennedy in a good life. Every... Oh, no. Did you see that? Right. I didn't I see it. I don't want to give it away. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. No. The DiMaggio beat her, too? Uh, yes. That has always been a part of the story. I haven't followed it that he, close. He got, he got very jealous of her fame and how attractive she was to other men. And so they she they went off into a hotel room. And, and Kennedy treated her like a sex toy. Yeah. Discarded her. Yeah. Pretty much. All, all, the, all the great idols of that era in the 1950s and 60s, nobody, nobody more revered than Joe DiMaggio and John Kennedy. <laughs> really? And they were passing her around like a sex doll. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll try to find out, Deborah Mark, who's killed these birds. This yeah, I would sure like to know. That's just... I like ducks. I kind of like chickens. I don't know. Um, pigeons? Mm. 
Pigeons None of these you want animals, my bird hierarchy? They don't deserve. They don't deserve to be decapitated. They don't deserve to pigeons? be killed. Just leave them alone. Pigeons like pigeons. Pigeons? No, they shouldn't. Well, no. Not, no, I don't eat pigeons. Oh, but they don't deserve to be killed. They don't deserve this kind. They're of... They are annoying, though. Doesn't matter. They don't deserve to be killed. With that stupid head that goes back and forth. Wink, wink, wink. So wink. then, don't look at them. Stay away from them. But you don't have when to. When Ken kill goes them. on his run every morning in the park, you can see him kicking the pigeons oh, down. No. That's right. Ken would never do that. Uh, the park. Okay. When we come back, the latest on the hurricane. Johnny Kenshaw, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live, the 24 hour KFI newsroom. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.